One thing that's starting to be really interesting with me is this idea of a carnivore diet. Like over the past couple of weeks, I've actually cut really low on carbs just to shut off some water weight. And it's actually quite interesting what happens. So over the past couple of weeks, my diet has consisted mainly of meats and greens and some carbs because I thought, oh, you got to have carbs for energy, right? So like I, you'll, you got to eat like 50 grams of carbs, whether it's like fruits or whatever, just, just something. And every Friday I carb load because you need carbs for energy. You can't always be on low carb diet. So you got to cycle your carbs, right? And so I take this day and I load up on carbs and afterwards I feel like shit. One thing I never realized was just how not tired I am when I'm eating a diet consisting of mainly meats and vegetables. Like this morning, I woke up at 4 a.m., full energy, not tired at all. I get some work done, put some work in. And then I go with my roommate to um, eat breakfast at 7. And I have an omelet that has some carbs in it. And some egg whites and some pineapples. So I I ate some carbs. I ate like 30 grams of carbs, which is a lot more than I usually eat for a meal. In a single meal. And I come back and I just felt like shit. For the next two hours. After eating relatively little. So I'm not bloated. I'm not having some kind of food coma. I ate like maybe 300, 400 calories. And I just felt like absolute fucking shit. Because I deviated from my usual diet. Just just some pineapples. Some uh, mushrooms and spinach and cheese. and But... It just I just felt like absolute shit. And exactly the way I feel after a carb load day, after eating like somewhat unhealthy carbs like mashed potatoes or rice or I would just feel like absolute shit and bloated and not want to do anything. And it was crazy. Like I've been eating like that for that long. And then suddenly I cut away these like for so long, carbohydrates, especially healthy carbohydrates have always, always been like touted as some kind of health. It's like super healthy for you, right? But I mean, come on. Even the food pyramid was actually invented by the... um, I'm not sure how to put it. The School of Agriculture, I guess. Not, Not the Department of Health. The Department of Agriculture. And so, yes, they do have a bias. I wouldn't say they're wrong. The food pyramid has its merits. But it is a grain and carbohydrate centered model. And... Looking back upon human evolution, we, <laughs> the fact that we were hunter and gatherers for so long is not something to be overlooked. I mean, when agriculture entered, when we entered into agricultural era, populations went through the roof, right? And all that stuff. But I guess a good, great example of the disbenefit of carbohydrates can be seen with the Mongolian invasion of the Jin dynasty. So, back then, the Mongols were going to invade China. So, this was, this was during the Jin Dynasty, and this was at the peak of agricultural revolution in China. But the Mongols had, hadn't experienced it yet. And so, when you look back upon why the Mongols destroyed and conquered and ravaged China, it was not just military prowess. 
it was specifically a big, at least a big part of it. You had to crack it down to um, the fact that the Chinese soldiers were eating mainly carbs, like rice and wheats and things that, crops that were grown in a stationary place. Meanwhile, the Mongols consisted of a diet mainly of milk and meat. And so protein as an energy source is much more long lasting. Carbs are a quick energy source. They're quickly digested and um, provide a quick provide quick energy that doesn't last for very long throughout your body. And so as a result, the Mongols, even though they were outnumbered 10 to 1, a million Chinese soldiers to 100,000 Mongols and horses, the Mongols had infinite energy from their, their protein and fat only diet, just running around rampaging through villages. And I mean, that was the fact that they were able to evolve to drink milk and some of the first to adopt lactase persistence helped them a lot as well. But I mean, that's just you, you, you can't overlook that like. When did carbs become this, like, staple of the diet? And then now into the carnivore diet. So the carnivore diet depends on how... There's many levels to it. So at the very most extreme level, so, like, the third level, I guess you could call it, would be meat only. We're saying meat only. So beef, chicken, tuna, fish. Only meats and fish. That's it. Not even vegetables, nothing. Level two would be you eat meats and greens. And level one would be you cut out most of your carbs. Like you try to eat a low carb diet. That would be the lowest carb diet possible. That would be like a level one, like trying to be carnival diet. So I start off with a level one. And I'm somewhere in between level one and two right now in terms of my diet. And obviously I'm no, um, I'm no expert on diets or i'm just i'm an uninformed citizen it's anecdotal evidence and i've been looking online for other examples of this and there really isn't much scientific research into this kind of stuff but um someone i listen to a lot is uh, jordan peterson and his experience with a carnivore diet actually really was interesting to me and so when you eat like a very, very low carb, like greens only modified carnivore diet, so um, a level two kind of diet, and you look at like normal people who get eat like pasta, bread, chicken, whatever, and then you shift only to meat and greens, every single time, every single time, anecdotal based, obviously, every single time, they, they lose a ton of, they lose a ton of weight, healthy weight, the skin looks amazingly better, they suddenly are able to wake up earlier, more energy, all that. Even people with serious autoimmune diseases, like, it's not some miracle shit. Like, they just get cured. It's crazy. And then, so, I guess one thing I, I missed to mention is why do people go on the carnivore diet? It's because a lot of people have weird sensitivities to food that, they don't know because everyone seems to eat the same stuff. Like my, I have a, I have a sensitivity to carbs as well. When I eat carbs, I want to fall asleep. I'm, I'm going to fall asleep. I can't do anything. I just don't want to move. It's nothing. Then that, that's, that's hard to specifically pinpoint as like some kind of important symptom because 
hey, William, like maybe you're just eating too much. And that's very true. Like when you eat a lot, sometimes you're just fucking tired. But for me, it's like any amount of carbs will put me into a food coma. Like I'll just sit there and just be done for like no energy. I cannot eat before a workout. I cannot like I have to work out an empty stuff. Like when I'm hungry, that's when I feel at my best. And that's always been super weird for me. So I heard of this carnivore diet where people have similar issues to me, if not worse. Like some people have like major forms of arthritis or autoimmune diseases and they go on this carnivore diet. It's it's not Usually when you think about diets, you're thinking about eating specific things. But the way I think about the carnivore diet is that it's a it's a diet in which you eliminate potential dietary threats to your body that you are not sure of yet. Like, there's not been enough science done on carbs and specific effects on different kinds of people. And so people came up with this carnivore diet in order to eliminate everything, see how it goes, see how your body feels on just meat. And then you add in vegetables and see, okay, so my body can handle these vegetables because, you know, and so they say, okay, my body can handle these vegetables. Okay. Add in some bread. Then add in some rice. You you add food slowly to the meat-only diet because here's the thing. Protein is the only thing that across the board can almost guarantee that you will not have an adverse reaction to because for centuries, ever since from the very beginning, our ancestors have eaten nothing but meat. And greens was the second thing to come. And after that was agriculture. So that's where this carnivore diet originates from. You start with the meat. You eat what will be guaranteed to not give you any adverse reactions. You eat that. And then you add in some greens. See, okay, I can eat these vegetables. I can eat these vegetables. These won't do me any harm. I don't, my body doesn't react badly to these. And then you add in, then you can, from there, you can slowly add in different types of carbs until you figure out, oh, I ate that, I went home, and I felt like shit, so I'm not going to eat that. Like, this is some real pseudoscience, right? And again, I'm not even close to being some kind of dietary expert yet, but it seems to work for a lot of people. And honestly, it's, it's really starting to work for me. And I'm thinking of going, when I get back from break, I'm thinking of like seriously committing to this in a very systematic fashion fashion so meat only and then i'll slowly introduce different kinds of vegetables i i'm pretty comfortable that i don't have any adverse reactions to most vegetables but i'm still going to do it in a very systematic way anyways just so i can know my body better one thing i've also neglected to mention in the last segment was that when i as i'm on this low carb diet i seem to realize that I really don't need to sleep that much at all. Like six, seven hours, I naturally wake up and I'm just ready to go. I just roll out of bed super easy. I just, there's no need to stay in bed. I'm already awake. It's insane. I don't quite understand the reasoning behind this, but I have have a little bit of a suspicion that it has to do with my uh, stomach doesn't have to digest as much. Like my stomach is much better at digesting meats than it is at carbs and so i really don't need to be asleep for that long but for this segment i kind of wanted to just do some short looking at how to implement this while still 
on a college dining plan because that seems pretty hard, right? Meat only in college? What am I supposed to do? There's all these carbs everywhere and it's actually quite easy. It's just whether you really want to do it or not. You will almost always find some sort of station that is serving some kind of meat or fish. And if not, most either a salad bar that has some chicken pieces or or like a deli line. Like if there's a sandwich line at your college dining hall, they will almost always have like just random pieces of lean chicken, beef, tuna. Tuna is a great source of protein. Egg whites. Egg whites, even though they're not technically meat and fish, I think egg whites because they lack carbs and they're lack carbs and fat and they're almost a pure protein source. Egg whites are amazing. Like you just take a fucking hard-boiled egg, not the scrambled egg, just take a hard-boiled egg, crack it open, split it in half, take out the yolk, eat the white. And I'm sure you look like a fool for it sometimes. Like I, I felt a little bit self-conscious about doing that first time because I was consuming like maybe four or five egg whites just because they're so good. They're like so good for you. And it was kind of silly. Like I was just putting all these yolks in a bowl. <laughs> but it it was, you know, you do what you got to do in those situations. And so if you look around, shouldn't be too hard to implement. That, I think that's what I'm going to do. Actually, no, you know what? That's, that's going to be one of my New Year's resolutions. To start a carnivore-only diet. Not forever, but I'm going to start with it. And slowly add things to my diet. Only if I don't get an adverse reaction to it. And that's going to be an interesting start to my 2019.